Hey there, boss. This is Jeff Mendelson, host of the One Big Tip podcast. And I am so excited to announce my new Agents of Pod coaching program, where I teach you how to fast track your lead gen by having more conversations with your targeted clients, even if you have no list, audience, or paid ads. Head on over to agentsofpod.com hero, and let me show you how to be the superhero in your own business. I am also actively seeking guests for this podcast. If you know someone who is currently six figures or more in their business and they have an actionable, tangible, and measurable tip to share, please let them know about it. Just go to onebigtip.com slash guest for information on how to be a guest. I can't wait to hear from you. Let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. My name is Jeff Mendelson, and this is the One Big Tip Podcast. My guest today is Simon Chan, a consistency coach and author of The Consistency Pill, the seven-step system to increase sales and transform your business. Simon is best known for his successful podcast, MLM Nation, the number one network marketing podcast with over 700 in-depth interviews with top earners. Simon is a guy who practices what he preaches. These days, Simon teaches others that the road to success is not always sexy. Consistency is often dull and boring. However, with his strategy, Simon has helped network marketers earn $1,000 per month or more in their online businesses. So this is going to be an excellent conversation today. I love speaking with heavy hitters and, you know, people that know how to take action. So Simon, thank you so much for joining me and welcome to the show. Hey, Jeff, thank you for having me. It's an honor to be here. I love it. So tell me a little bit about, about your background, you know, how you came up in this. I mean, I've, I listened to a couple of episodes, you know, congratulations on, you know, consist uh, on publishing so consistently and being so prolific on, uh, you know, your podcast and, you know, there's so much other stuff that you've been involved with. Can you please take a few minutes and just bring us up to speed on who you are and what made you so awesome? Well, thank you for those kind words. You know, I went to college, graduated, had a job that was low paying, but I liked my vision of myself at that time was just work hard, climb the corporate ladder, you know, retire when I'm like 60 years old, uh, have a nice corner office. And then uh, I read a book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki. That totally changed. Like a lot of you listeners probably read it before. That totally changed my life. Said that you don't need to work that much. You can, it's not about working hard, but work smart. And the concept of passive income, having an income stream that continues to pay you even after you stop working and don't work it anymore. So that got me on the hunt to look for well, what type of businesses can I do? Uh, I definitely had no sales, no marketing background. And at, around the same time, you know, I was doing a lot of soul searching on my personal life. I read Purpose Driven Life by Rick Warren. You know, God's a very big part of my life. And that combination guided me towards direct sales, direct selling. And the reason that attracted me, number one, was uh, you don't need much money to get started. And that time, initially, I thought about doing a Subway franchise, but I didn't have the money and all that stuff. But for a couple hundred dollars, you can make a couple, you know, multiple six-figure, even seven-figure income. And I was like, that sounds too good to be true. So I researched a lot about it. And then going back to purpose-driven life, you know, I'm a shy, quiet Asian kid from Brooklyn, New York. I never like to speak up. But when I went through that book, I discovered God's purpose for me was to have a positive impact as many lives as possible. And even though I'm shy and quiet, ever since I was young, I always enjoyed coaching and mentoring, whether it was at my church or with a youth fellowship 
or coaching basketball at the Chinatown YMCA clinic, I, I, you know, getting the kids off the street to play basketball instead. I've always enjoyed mentoring. And that's what direct selling network marketing is really about. So that's how I got started in 2003. Uh, no one really recruited me. I just found something. And I struggled for months. I struggled for months. I thought this was such a great business. I, was, I lost a couple thousand dollars already. And what, the reason why I struggled was because I was shifting from being an employee to my own, own boss. I didn't have, I was a great employee. If you told me what to do, I always do it. But I didn't have the discipline and no consistency at all what I was doing. And I struggled for months until I've met a mentor that really held me accountable and made me consistent. And once that happened, I started diving to building online way back in 2004. This was uh, using Overture, uh, ICQ forums, started doing at Google AdSense, and then eventually built a seven-figure business. And then I've transitioned in 2013 to be full-time as a coach to the people to uh, in the direct selling profession. You know, I love that story because it's really, you know, really what you've done is create something not only by yourself, but, you know, for yourself and for your community and for your family, right? And what happens is that when you're able to create something like that, it really gives you the wings to like, okay, who can I help out more? Who can I really start applying this to? And, you know, and that's such an awesome place, you know, to be because what happens is, you really are able to multiply the people that you're called to serve because you really can help a lot more people from a position of wealth than you can from a position of poverty. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, you know, that's one of the things that's really important, you know, especially, you know, like the, for any nonprofit people listening, you know, if you're trying to do this, you know, just by being altruistic and just foregoing all money, like that's the wrong way to do it. And that's going to take you forever, you know, to make a significant impact. Not everyone can be Mother Teresa over here. Right. But, you know, part of what you were saying about consistency is that there's more to just doing the same thing many times over. Right. There's there's much more to making that happen, because, you know, if all you're doing is, you know, just ledging rocks all day, you know, yeah, you can keep on doing that. And that's consistent, too. But if you don't have a process that is helping you along the way, that is helping you scale that exact same process and using the multiplier effect, you know, you're kind of losing out. Talk to me a little bit about how you figured out which processes allow you to scale so that you so that you were able to be more consistent with the, you know, with the actions that you're doing and growing your business? Well, the first thing is consistency is a skill. Uh, it's not something you're born with. It's a, it is the number one skill because without consistency, no strategy will work. And I know a lot of you listening, whether you're coaching or you're creating content or whatever you do or processes you have, nothing will work if you're not consistent with it. Um, but on the other hand, consistency creates mastery, right? And there are, the reason why most people fail, and, and just say you set a goal and you don't reach your goal, is because every goal needs a consistency system to support it. Now, if you hit your goals, I'm going to talk about seven parts, seven components of the consistency system. This is the one big tip. And if you achieved all your goals, you applied all seven of these. And if you're struggling to achieve your goals, if you failed, you're probably missing many of these. So the first one is... Uh, a, a checklist. Component number one is a checklist. The specific things that you need to do each day to help you achieve your goal. And like Jeff, you said, you can't just you just can't be sludging the hammer all day. It rocks, right? It's got to be very clear on what you have to do. Number two is this is the big one. You got to create and schedule the time. 
as entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, we have unlimited ambition. But the problem is we're not even getting one extra second to make those goals happen. It's not like, oh, Jeff, you have big goals. We're going to give you an extra hour a day. No, in fact, it gets you, you get even probably less time because you have you, have, you still have to work on the existing things you have to do. So you got to really create and carve out that time, say no to certain things that you're currently doing or delegate them. Uh, or maybe you're working with, you know, you're surrounded with negative people that are sucking you your time and energy. You have to create and schedule the time and more importantly, make it a routine. If you're listening to this, watching this, you know, you're probably consistent, some, whether you're consistent like in exercising, there's a routine. People exercise consistently, there's a routine, right? People have certain type of habits, there's a routine. Make sure you create and schedule time and make it a routine and what you on the checklist. So, for example, you, you, if you need to create content prolifically, like my podcast, I have a routine. Jeff, you have a routine for your podcast, right? You got to create that routine. Component number three is you have to determine the strategy. What's the strategy? in how you want to do this, right? If you want to grow, uh, double your income, what's your strategy? Are you going to do TikTok videos, dance videos, or instructional videos? Are you going to go on LinkedIn? Are you going to go on YouTube? What's your strategy? The strategy would dictate your checklist, component number one. Component number four is choosing your environment. What's the environment? Uh, and, you know, environment doesn't mean just like uh, where you're working, right? Like, even though I have a beautiful office here, uh, I don't, I, for some reason, I cannot get any creative work done here. I always, but if I go to my car, I sit in my car, I'll go to my backyard, I instantly get a lot of ideas, right? The environment, you got to move yourself out of the negative environment, find an environment that suits that particular task you need to do. Another part of the environment is music. The reality is we're all human. After a long day, working the business or working at a job, coming home, it's hard to stay consistent with what you have to do. You want to relax a little bit, but play music. Play a certain song that inspires you, right? Even like... For me, I've spoken over 10,000 times, whether it's on podcast, on, on stage, or different events, Zoom meetings. I still get a little, being shy, quiet. I still get nervous. I have fear. And one thing I noticed, learned is like, if you're shy and introverted, you can never get over that fear. But you learn to act in spite of that fear. And I played a certain song. I play uh, Thunderstruck by ACDC, and that just pumps me up, fires me up. And I'm like, all right, Jeff, let's go. Let's do this. So music is a cue it's just like you know when you uh dogs if you play a little bell you condition them to do certain things play that song and it's just like you know if i play the certain song it'll give you goosebumps it'll make you bring you back to your high school days play the same song over and over again that conditions you to take action on what you need to do number five is tracking you need to track uh you know the late peter drucker said what doesn't get measured doesn't get improved you have to track your numbers. And so if you don't track, how do you know how well you're doing on your checklist? Right, component number one. So definitely you track. Number six is you got to use tools to help you stay consistent. Uh, there's a lot of tools out there. One of the tools, two of the free tools is number a calendar. Definitely have everything in the calendar. We talked about the importance of creating schedule at a time, the routine. Put it in the calendar and make it non-negotiable. So if you, and it doesn't need to be like three hours. Could be 50 minutes. If you have 50 minutes, dedicate to hey, let me go and, and make a post on social media, create some content, or whatever it is, make it non-negotiable. Treat it like a job that you have to show up, right? A calendar. Another great tool is a timer. Uh, I love the timer because we tend to procrastinate. Also, we uh, we don't have any, when we don't have any urgency, we waste a lot of time. And we've all done this. We're checking emails. Next thing you know, let me just check a couple of emails, and you check emails for. 40 minutes and then also I don't even have time to do anything else 
use a timer. You know, one tip I use is if I check emails, 10 minutes. I have 10 minutes to check emails. After the 10 minutes up, I'm no longer allowed to check the emails until later in the day. Right? That creates me urgency, replying that. And, and that also prevents you the habit of reading the email and not replying back immediately. Same thing with messages, text messages. You may do that maybe once an hour. Uh, but hey, my messaging, once an hour, five minutes. Uh, five minutes to reply back to messages, then I have to move on and get back. So use a timer. So otherwise, um, often we're perfectionists. We can spend way, way, way too much time preparing for something. Even like for this uh, interview, Jeff, like I was like, oh, I'm going to prepare. I'm going to, because again, I'm the perfectionist. I'm nervous. I'm fear. I just set a timer. Let me go to do this and let me get going. Last component is accountability. You know, we are humans. We all need accountability. It's like going to the gym. You may not want to go, but if you're meeting a friend, you probably show up. If you're meeting, uh, you have a coaching trainer that definitely, definitely makes you show up. So those are the seven components. Anyone can be consistent in whatever you have a goal right now. You need to apply those seven components. If you apply those seven components, I guarantee you're going to hit your goal. You know, there was so much awesomeness to unpack there. First of all, I got to tell you, my song that gets me fired up is uh, Lose Yourself by Eminem, right? <laughs> it's that song that I play every time when I'm going to like an important, uh, you know, when I'm going to an important meeting or I just need to, you know, get up and just, you know, flex and, you know, just just get myself into that state, right? And, you know, the other part that was really interesting is you talked about two tools which are basically free. Yep. Right. You know, you, um, everyone has these on their phone. Everyone has these on their, on their computer. You can even go to Google and just type in timer and that'll be your timer for you. Right. You don't even need to download an app in order to do that. And what's interesting about everything that you said was that it's a, you know, it's a roadmap, not only on the micro level of, you know, what do I need to get done this morning or what do I need to get done today? That exact same framework works for those big, hairy, audacious goals which are, you know, how am I going to make uh, $500,000, you know, before the end of the year? How am I going to, you know, be a better dad, you know, for my, uh, for my family? How am I going to serve my community, you know, to a much higher level? And what's interesting about that is you have this, uh, it, you know, you have this ability then to actually track and see just how effective you were. My big question for you, though, is when you teach this to other people, especially the part about accountability, how do you help them achieve that state where they really are being effective as opposed to just, you know, maybe they feel like they're doing more busy work by writing this all down in a journal beforehand or putting this all into a calendar beforehand? Because, you know, you you got to have accountability, you know, from from step one all the way to step seven, right? How do yeah. you help people through that? Well, accountability is... For example, get an accountability partner, right? Every top performers, I'm sure just like you, Jeff, you have someone that holds you accountable or you have a coach and mentor. So here are a couple of mistakes that people make a lot of times with accountability. You talk to someone like, for example, Jeff, if uh, we were to hold each other accountable, uh, first call, we talk for like one hour, 45 minutes. And then like, I don't feel like talking to, to you tomorrow. I like you. I wouldn't want to talk to you again tomorrow because we talked for like an hour today, right? And you are busy and I'm busy. So the frequency is more important than how long you talk. It'd rather be like, it could be a short text message, seven days a week, check HF. You know the goals, the checklist that you talked about? You said you want to hit half a million by the end of the year, the five things you need to do. How, how are you working on that, right? Just checking in on the person consistently will help. Also, when you do accountability, everyone is busy, right? So you make sure you provide value on the accountability core. 
one of my best friends, he's a CEO of a company. We've been accounted to be partners for eight years. On every call, I always make sure, or every text message, I make sure I share something that I've learned, right? Uh, so maybe it could be like, I learned something today, like the way you prepare your guests on your podcast. It's brilliant, Jeff. Like the video you sent. I can share that tip. I'm always learning to be a person of value, providing. And when you do that, you're going to get people that want to be your accountability partner. But simply knowing the goals and making sure they are doing what they say they would do. That's amazing. So when you bring people into your program, what kind of characteristics are you looking for? Is there, is there a, uh, is there a particular industry of a person that's, uh, that would be a best fit for you? How do you figure out like, what are the types of people that you want to work with in order to help them achieve those goals? I get uh, coaching clients for all different parts of uh, different industries, primarily people in direct selling, but also people who are outside of direct selling. The most important thing is coachability. So before I accept them, uh, there's a little interview process. There's an online application process, right? Just like kind of like when I apply for the show, you ask a series of questions because you don't want to be wasting time with people who are not coachable. So not coachable meaning that, oh, I, that's the way I am, Simon. I can't be like that. That's, well, that's not coachable, right? It's like my late mentor, Jim Rohn, told me, in order for your income to change, you need to change. You need to accept that everything needs to change. I'm not, the only thing that doesn't change is your values and your faith. But if, like, if you say, well, I, I'm not, I'm, I don't feel comfortable saying that, well, you got to change. If you say, I'm not that type of person, I'm not, well, that's why you're stuck. So that's one of the first things I look for is coachability. Don't tell me I can't do that. I can't do it then. If you can't do that, then why even bother talking to me? I, I'm here to share with you what you need to do, not what you want to do. And, and the second thing is people understand that they have to be pushed, right? If you're like, oh, I don't want you to push me too hard, then more that I'm, not, I'm the trainer in the gym that pushes you hard so you can get better results. If you don't want to be pushed hard or you think I'm too intense, then you're not the person for me. And I'm not saying that's wrong. There's other people for that. But I'm the one that's always in your face. In fact, when I do... Um, people who do one-on-one -on -one coaching with me, they got to send me a text message every single day of what they've done. I have a template that you got to report back to me. If you're not, I'm going to ask you. And after a couple of times, it's like, this is not the person. So, um, and I think the, the last thing is being able, willing to get outside your comfort zone because all our dreams and goals are outside of your comfort zone, right? So think about this, whatever, whatever you're at right now, you accomplish that because of who you are, the good and the bad. And if you want to achieve something you never achieved in life, you basically got to do something different. You got to be a different you. They're going back to being coachable, being changing. So those are the couple of things I look for, Jeff. That's really interesting. The part about being coachable or uncoachable. I've gone through a number of different programs where, you know, I was really heavily evaluating, first of all, like, okay, is this coach really for me? Or is this something that I, you know, that I really want to pursue? And what happens is that, you know, first of all, you do have to make sure that it's a, you know, that it's a good two-way street that it works for both of you, right? And another thing, for example, that I look for, for people, you know, in my programs are, um, I have an aversion, I have an allergic reaction to course junkies, right? You know, the people that buy, you know, like a million and one courses or go through two or three coaches a year, you know, and have done, you know, like all kinds of, you know, different stuff like that. You know, I just, really what I want someone to do is that if they're going to, is that if they're going to join my programs, I, it, you know, it's great that you join others, right? It, but I just want to make sure that I'm bringing you to a direct result with the kind of coaching that I'm doing, right? Mm -hmm. I help people launch, you know, podcasts that turn into lead gen machines and, you know, things like that, right? 
But if they're not able to focus on that, if they're trying to do, to implement two, three, four, you know, programs at the same time, then they really get scattered. And I find that then they're not great, you know, candidate. They may be great candidates, but maybe not a great candidate at that time. Yeah. Right? So that's you know, also really important. Yeah. I, I want to add that. I always, I call it the PD diet. You need to get on a personal development diet. Because a lot of entrepreneurs, I've been there, right? You see a, a lot of the books behind there. A lot of the books there, uh, I wish I actually didn't read them because they just confused me at one point. Now, you can all read them, but read them one at a time. Make sure you take action on it. You know, one of the, my friends, he's made over nine figures uh, as an entrepreneur. He doesn't even finish reading a book. But when he reads a book, before he does any other course or whatever, he makes sure he implements that one thing from that book within 30 days. And he's done that for a series of 20-something years. So he's always growing. And... You know, uh, you're talking about what I look for in coaching. When my coaching programs for one-on-one is normally three months, and my requirements during the three months, you don't learn from anyone else, right? And, that is, and I'm not saying that every, no, other people are not good; they're great. But what happens is most of the people teach the realities. Ninety-five percent of it is about the same, but maybe five percent is a little bit different because of their own style, own different methods. And then the, it's the five percent, like you said, it confuses people. They're overwhelmed. They go, like, oh, "But this guy said this. But this guy said this. But Jeff, you're saying this. Simon, you're saying this." So my requirement is during the three months, you only learn from me, and no, no one else. Don't read anything else until, unless I tell you to do it. Now, after the three, my coaching with you, and you can do whatever you want because otherwise, like you said, people get distracted and they never take action on what I tell them to do. You know, that's probably, you know, like one of the most important points of this conversation, right? Is, you know, not only being, you know, not only honing in on the word consistency, but also focus, right? Because the focus that you need in order to achieve great things, I mean, it does, when you look at someone who, oh my God, you know, like they're, you know, look how successful they are. You like, you don't see the 10 years that they busted their butt, you know, in order to achieve that. Right. And what happens is, you know, a lot of us, you know, don't necessarily show, you know, like a photographer takes 10,000 pictures a day, but you only see the one, you know, the one that's the winner, right. As podcasters, at least in my case, please don't do this. Right. But you can go back and listen to my first episodes, <laughs> you know, and they suck really bad, right? Please don't do that. But you know, like when you go back, you know, when you uh, listen to these and you know where you came from and you know how far you've gone, that is actually, you know, a really great motivator, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, like Bruce Lee has a quote. I don't feel, I think, I think the exact quote is, I don't fear the man with 10,000 kicks, but I fear the man who has practiced one kick 10,000 times. Amazing. Yeah. That's it. And like you said, it is focus. It's doing the same thing over and over again. And then you, because then you realize you small little tweaks that you can do, right? And, but you will never know that if you're not uh, staying deep. Now I talk about instead of going broad, do more of less. Do more of less. More of, instead of doing less of more, everything, do one thing, keep focusing on it. And then, you know, you talk about focus. I was doing, uh, I started using StreamYard, different stuff, software. And I finally figured out after three weeks, a way because I'm, I'm going to live stream uh, Instagram and Facebook at the same time, all, all different platforms, just like you do. But Instagram, you actually can't stream from a software. So I actually have two cell phones going on at the same time. I finally figured out after three weeks, the best positioning for that phone, uh, for Instagram. That, so it looks good. But I would never know that if I didn't like three weeks of mess ups. Like going back, like, don't look at the first ones I've done. They were terrible. But that's how we learn and grow. You get a little, maybe 1% better, 1% better is the compound effect. Amazing. Amazing advice. Thank you so much for that. Simon, can you please let everyone know where they can find you online, how they can learn more about you 
and how they can reach out and contact you directly. Yeah, you can go to simonwchan.com or the best way is just find me on Facebook or Instagram, Simon W. Chan. I actually personally reply back to every one of the messages. It may take me a little longer, but I reply back to every message. I'd love to connect with you all on social media. I love it, man. Simon, thank you so much for joining me. This has been a great conversation. Value bombs, we completely completely obliterated everything. And I really hope that, uh, you know, everyone listening got a tremendous amount of value from this conversation. So thank you for joining me today. Thanks, Jeff. It was a ton of fun. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for listening to the One Big Tip podcast. If you're a six to eight figure entrepreneur, business coach, or speaker who would like to be on this show, we need to talk. The audience for this podcast is hungry for experts and professionals who want to share their knowledge with this world. So if you're ready to share your actionable and measurable one big tip, please go to onebigtip.com guest and let's get your story out there. I am also crazy excited to announce my new Agents of Pod coaching program. With this program, I show busy entrepreneurs the strategies that I use to have warm conversations with my dream clients, keep my calendar book solid, and consistently have potential clients at the ready, all anxiously waiting to speak with me every single week. Head on over to agentsofpod.com slash hero and let me show you how to be the superhero in your business today. Lastly, I have a huge ask for you. Could you please share this with your audience on social media? The stories and connections that I make on this podcast have helped thousands of people, sometimes in the most profound ways. And you never know if your small action today will be the one that kickstarts your friend, a family member, or even yourself into taking massive action and starting the next multi-million dollar business. It'll be your way of just paying it forward. My name is Jeff Mendelson. You can find me on all the major social channels like LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook. Thank you so much for listening.